You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, we are the Bades on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. We are the Bades on Broad. And if you want to follow us on social media, because it's been a while, we are at Babes on Broad on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that fun stuff. You can also rep our merchandise. Don't forget about that at designtree.com slash babes on broad. Personally, I am at Sam Wills 18 on Instagram and Twitter. And Jess is at run this town with an E 13 on Twitter and at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram. It's been a while. We already said that it's because of this dang pesky lockdown. Yeah. This dang pandemic that's going on. I mean, it's, it's hard to, we're not going to promote episodes of, us talking about nothing (laughs) like we're you know we're obviously a an eagles based podcast but when it comes to everything we kind of talk about everything and kind of talk about all the different sports in philly and you know as long as we talk a little bit about eagles but there hasn't really been much to report um now that you know we're start they're starting to get back into off-season programs and then the way that the nfl is posed to reopen they're starting to get a little deeper into that we have some eagles things to talk about um, but we're going to start off with some of the other sports leagues. We're going to kind of recap all the different plans that are in place and kind of how we think they're going to work out for all the different leagues that are trying to start up again in the U.S. So it's interesting because some of them have people coming from all over the world, which makes it a little bit more difficult, but then some are just kind of here. So it'll be really interesting to how all of this goes and, and see how this works. The first sport that's going to come back is soccer which it's already started to come back in other parts Mm -hmm. of the world um english premier league like they have all their games and stuff going on this week that's all joe's been watching um (laughs) and actually our next door neighbors are like huge soccer people so we met them a couple weeks ago and they we saw what one of the guys this morning and he was like hey like we're gonna be watching a lot of soccer this week if you guys want to hang out so that's all started which everyone's very excited about but it's gonna already bringing people together bringing people together so major league soccer they will be back on July 8th, which also happens to be my birthday, so holiday, obviously. But they are coming back in a really interesting way. So they are, instead of just doing their regular season, they're doing an MLS's back tournament. I say that with air quotes, because uh, that's what they're calling it. 54 matches in Orlando, and they're starting it like a World Cup tournament. So they start with the group stage, will take place over 16 consecutive days, and each group match will count towards season standings, and all clubs will have at least four days in between each of their matches. Um, and then after the tournament, there will be a round of 16 from July 25th to the 28th. Then there will be the quarterfinals, semis, and then the final will be on August 11th at 
8 p.m. And then the specifically to the union, they will start July 9th. Their first match is 9 a.m. on July 9th. So my question to you about this, Sam, do you think this is going to cause people, because I know like there are some people that are really into soccer and that do watch the MLS, but I know there are also a lot of other people who are really into soccer and think that the MLS is kind of irrelevant. Um, and are more focused on the English Premier League, for yeah. example. Do you think this is going to, because we've been without sports for so long, do you think this is going to make people start to tune into Major League Soccer in the U.S.? I do. Just, well, one, they're the first sport back, so I think that plays into a huge part of it. But then, two, I think, like, personally, I even like this better. I think it just makes it more fun when it's a tournament style that's stretched out, like the World Cup. And it's just because the World Cup's such a big event. And we only get it, what, every, is it two or four years? Four. But we get, but we don't get women and men's in the same year. Yeah. But so we only get it if you combine both of them every two years. And people go crazy over that. Granted, it's all countries against each other. But I think this will be something fun to look forward to. And the Union had such a good year last year. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know that they've obviously, like, lost players, game players, this, that, the other thing. But, like, they had a really good year, so hopefully they can build on that and they'll play well and make a run it could be really cool to yeah to see only, and I know for me like sorry the only thing I would be worried about is because they're in Orlando and soccer such like you get that amazing crowd at soccer games you know what yeah. I mean I'm not yeah. sure how it specifically is for the union at every game but usually crowds matter at soccer games so I wonder how that'll play into it but other than that I think it'll be fun I mean that's something that we can talk about for every Philly team at least yeah we can talk about that for the Sixers we can talk about that especially the Eagles especially the Sixers but things like that like that's it's gonna be super interesting it's gonna be crazy because we have all of these sports going on at once like Mm -hmm. we're gonna have yes WNBA MLS NBA NHL two forms of basketball soccer baseball and hockey we're gonna have all of these things all happening at once it's going to be lots of sports. It's going to, if everything goes, you know, according to plan, it's going to be fun, but it is going to be really interesting to see how this affects things. Because I think at the end, like the, the one thing about it is that we have a question about this coming up later. It, it makes all things equal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- there were a couple different, like for the NBA, for example, which we'll get into in a little bit, they had a couple different proposals of ways to make the higher seated team get the home court advantage. And one of them was like, bringing their hardwood from their arena like it's so like different things and I'm like superstitions type of stuff yeah so it's like you know the Sixers can't bring us you know like and that's what our yeah so so the MLS I think that'll be cool I'm excited and I know for me like I I like to watch the union when I can Mm -hmm. but it's never really been a priority to be like I am going to sit myself down and watch the union so I'm excited I'm I'm excited to watch sports and I'm excited to like get a little bit more into the union than I have been over the last few years I agree and I think that's why this tournament will be so awesome because I think it will do that for a lot of people Mm -hmm. well I'm hopeful that that also happens with the WNBA as well so we'll set kind of segue into that so for them they're playing at IMG Academy in Bradenton yeah I've seen that yeah, so they're playing there. They're playing 22 regular season games, fo- followed by a traditional playoff format. All teams will play in a single site for camp, games, and housing. The players will receive full season pay and benefits. 
Um, shout out to the WNBA for that yeah. one. Um, the season will also include, and this is a quote from WNBA.com, a devoted platform led by the players that will also aim to support and strengthen both the league and the team's reach and impact on social justice matters, including donations from sales of their bigger than ball women's empowerment merchandise to the equal justice initiative. And I said, like I said, via the WNBA.com and their start date is official July 24th. They will be starting. I wish there was a WNBA team team in Philly. I know. Isn't that so strange? I would also like a women's has so many things, but they don't have a WNBA team. I hope that the WNBA expands a little bit more as it's, I want, I want to say this in the, so this cannot be taken any other way. It has not been given enough attention, but I think people are slowly starting to pay more attention. Mm-hmm. And I think they should continue to expand because I think they're just as fun to watch as anybody else. I agree. Very excited about that. Can't wait to watch watch that as well. Very excited. I know. And it sucks too because as you said, like it's starting to get more attention. People like should give it more attention because it's legit. But it also doesn't help that like Philly is such a crazy sports town and then we don't have a team like that. So like obviously it's going to be hard for most of the fan base to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to support this sport if they don't have any closeness, like relativity to it. I'm, I'm hopeful that they will start to expand so that can happen. And, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, the couple of the, the girls that were drafted this year, excited to watch them play. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. So um, that's another good one. And then the last one that we'll talk about in this half of our show is the NBA. So the NBA oh. has a lot going on right now. Yeah. And I'm getting like tweet notifications as we speak from Shams and Woj and things that are going on and their travel dates are set and all that stuff. So basically they're going to be in a bubble that again, quotes bubble in Disney. So they're separated into three different hotels. They'll have access to golf courses, game rooms. They're looking into getting live entertainment of DJs, comedians, things like that. Games will be held without fans, obviously at ESPN's Wild World of Sports. Players can also attend other games, which I think is an unbelievable advantage for Joel Embiid to just sit there and get in people's heads. Um, oh. That should be illegal. <laughs> so that players will also be tested routinely. I forget what it's, I think I saw somewhere it said every other day that they're going to get tested. They'll also all have to be a part of a contact tracing program to see like who they were with. Like, And they got this 108 page manual telling them like they can't play doubles and ping pong after they play cards, they have to throw the deck away. Yeah, so the players will be tested really routinely. So far, they've they're all going through their testing right now. So there have been a lot of people that we've heard have tested positive. So there are three players on the Kings that have tested positive: Alex Len, Buddy Heal, and Jabari Parker. Jokic tested positive and can't come back to the U.S. yet. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon tested positive. So you know they have to shower in their own rooms. Training and meeting rooms have scheduled blocks for each team, um, but an hour between times for teams. So they have like that hour for cleaning and sanitizing and all that. Um, any player can opt out for any reason at all, but, and they won't be penalized or disciplined. They just obviously won't get paid. And then, so July 30th is the tentative start date for that finals ending no later than October 13th. And then their, their set dates they have draft lottery is the 25th of August draft night is Friday, October 16th and free agency opens Sunday, October 18th at 6 PM. And then next season will start on December 1st. So. NBA and the all these teams in Orlando cases spiking like crazy in Florida what do you think is going on going through these NBA players heads and what do you think is going to go on with the NBA 
Like, it's just so hard to predict because you're starting to see now players like who's the Laker, the um, the Lakers guard. He just opted out because he doesn't want to go back. Oh, Avery Bradley. Yes. So he op- Bradley opted out and now they're talking about getting J.R. Smith. So it's just it's going to be interesting to see what the actual teams come back as, because I don't blame players that don't want to go back to Orlando because you had what two weeks ago, the Orlando airport had 250 cases alone. So that's where they'd be flying into majority I'm assuming. And so I don't blame them if they don't want to go to Orlando in a hot spot to see who goes through with it and who doesn't and how that affects teams and how it affects seating and all that kind of stuff. For sure. And I think part of the interesting thing is, you know, the Disney employees that are going to be working in the hotel and, you know, wherever they are, they're not required to stay in the bubble in the way that the players are. So yeah, how much sense that makes, I don't really know. But now, of all the leagues, I trust the NBA the most. And I trust Adam Silver the most out of any of these leagues we have or will talk about. Um, but I just think that, yeah, like they're they're going into a hot spot. They're supposed to travel there in the next couple weeks. And then obviously you have another team that's coming from Canada. So with the borders still closed and how they're going to make that work. And again, a lot of players coming from other places and the different quarantine policies that are in place. It's it's definitely really interesting. And it's it's one of those things that, yeah, I know like a lot of guys do want to go get back to playing. And I think that's great. But I also, I hold nothing against any player. Like if, if Ben Simmons were to say, I just don't feel comfortable, I'm not going, you know that you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to see unbelievable hate towards it. But at the end of the day, can I blame him for that? No. I saw a whole thing of Lakers fans tweeting obnoxious things at Avery Bradley, but one of his kids has a respiratory something oh. or other and right. like wouldn't be able to travel with them and come in the bubble and definitely don't want to take him to another hot spot so he chose his family over basketball and people are crucifying him for it it's like hey let's not you know like (laughs) let's just not do it it's not worth it you know and that's so interesting about this too is because even though like yeah you can say you're gonna keep track of everybody the players are gonna be tested all the time blah 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 but like you can't keep these guys away from their families and you can't control where their families go or keep track of where their families interacting with her who they're interacting with or what they're touching her, or like you know what I mean so well, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's part of it like I'm sure I obviously have not read the entire 108 page document but you know I'm sure bringing family members or how they're doing that and where they're fam- like like thinking of it in like basic human rights like no they can't control all that but like if they want to play and resume their season they're going to have to abide by all of that you know what I mean so it's like if you don't want to have to follow these rules and your family have to do all this, you can opt out and you're, that's your choice. You're not going to get paid for these games, but that's your choice. But if you do choose to and you choose to bring your family, like that's what you're kind of signing up for at that point. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's, a, it's not, it's a big decision. You know what I mean? It's not just like, a, yeah, the season's getting back together. Like, I'm in. Let's go. Like, hop on a plane. Let's go. It's like a serious decision to make, like a life decision. Yeah. I can't imagine that's an easy, especially for some of the guys that like, for example, Avery Bradley, or like the guys that have kids. Trevor Ariza had to opt out because he's in the middle of a custody battle right now. And he has a, a month period of time where he has, he has the kid. 
there was already a previously agreed upon time with the kid and it interferes with this. So he opted out of the season and again, like chose his family and yeah. I'm not going to fault any player for, for doing that. And I'm not going to fault any player for opting out for any other reasons either. Like if some, there are a couple of players that, you know, like Kyrie and Kyrie's hurt anyway, and wouldn't be playing, but you know, he would probably opt out to continue to, you know, do what he's doing to, you know, fight and advocate for social change. And I don't obviously fault him for that either, because that's equal, again, his choice, just as important. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of the Sixers and being in an empty arena. Empty arena, not at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Does at least make you feel better that Ben Simmons is healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think at least that we have everybody healthy and we have in our benefit that like when they did go off, I feel like it would be in spurts. So I think that it's going to be short enough that hopefully they'll be able to reel it in for an amount of time. You know what I mean? So actually similar to the Phillies, but I'm going to bring in one of our listener questions right now. All right. This was asked to us. Do you think that the winner of the NBA championship this year, if it's not one of the favorites being the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks. Do you think it should be considered a fluke if a team other than one of those three wins, or is it the one time that it will be a true champion because all other factors are equal? I don't think we're going to get a real answer on this because I think everybody is going to say, yeah, obviously it matters. And then when their team doesn't win or if it is some random team, they're going to be like, no way that matters. That doesn't count. So I think there's not going to be a real answer and some people will count it and some people won't. And um, it's just going to be what the league decides. And I think the league, I guess, should not count it. Or, like, not should not put an asterisk by it. Sorry, that's what I mean. Okay. So, like, they count it normally and don't put an asterisk by it. I don't know how the fans will take it. Yeah, but I think you're I think you're pretty dead on. Like, the, the LeBron haters are going to be like, oh, well, if he if the Lakers win, they're going to be like, oh, well, I uh. Yeah. The, the, the season started, it wasn't a real championship, but, and it, I think it's going to be it's going to be very similar for the like the LeBron stands if the Lakers lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Either way, there's going to be uh, if it's your team, it's the greatest thing to ever happen. If yeah. it's not your team, it's like oh well, it doesn't really count. It doesn't because, count. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you know, if Philly wins this thing, all the Philly haters out there, when you start talking about yeah, like we finally we won a title in this many years, blah 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 blah, people are going to be like doesn't even count you won blah, blah, blah. like you know what i mean oh, so for sure. there's not gonna be not gonna be a resolution for it i don't think here's the thing though because of how poorly they were playing for a period of time before this season ended and then the last game before the season ended ended in march or was put on hiatus was finally the time when Joel and they had Al come off the bench and Joel and Al both went for 20 and 10 in the same game and then it stopped if they somehow managed to win the pandemic championship I will be unbearable to be around like (laughs) unbearable to talk to I was unbearable for like eight months after the Eagles won the Super Bowl uh, actually, that's a lie. It was a full year. It was a full 365 <laughs> days. I was impossible to talk to. I will be the exact same way, if not worse. If not worse, because of like the all the Ben Simmons hate and yeah. all this stuff. It'll, it'll be awesome. 
for yeah. sure. But all right. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll cover the MLB and that cluster that it is, mm-hmm. the NFL and the NHL. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Babes on Broad, the second part of the show. So now, as Jess teased before, we're going to get into the three other sports we didn't talk about. MLB, NHL, and NFL. But let's start with the NHL because they seemed a while ago, probably like a month and a half ago, it seemed like they were going to be back sooner rather than later. And now they're kind of just MIA and we haven't really heard anything. They did bring back for a while. The first concern was bringing back all the international players because hockey has so many of them. And then they finally were able to bring them back. And now they're practicing at their facilities. But I feel like it's just been at a standstill. Yeah, so they their first phase was like optional workouts, like based on, I guess, different states' regulations and where things were. And then now they're in phase two, which they can like, can like be together and be at the facility. And now, so the, the dates that they have are training camp will open July 10th, but a season start date has not been announced yet. The league is planning on picking two hub cities, one for the Eastern Conference and one for the Western Conference. And they have, like, one of them is, like, Las Vegas. There were a couple other ones, but, again, like, nothing has been decided. They still haven't decided <laughs> on that. Um, but they, yeah, they were, like, the first league to come out with a plan of how they were going to restart. Um, so they have a 16-team qualifying round. Um, and then the top four teams in each conference um, will do a round-robin competition to determine the seeding. So the Flyers are in that top four in the, in the East with the Bruins, Lightning, and Capitals. Um, and then the other date that they have announced is the draft lottery first phase is June 26th, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this <laughs> on the 26th, that's today. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like they don't, yeah, it's like they announced this plan. It's like, okay, hockey. Yeah. It really hasn't gone much further. You got to wonder in all of this, like, yeah, it's going to benefit you to be the first team back just in like rating spike. But then at the same time, it's also concerning because you don't want to be the first team back because you want somebody else to go in front of you in case something does go wrong and you can learn from that. And I mean, because you don't want to be the first team back, do something wrong and then have everything go poopy, you know what I'm saying? And then just lose your seat while everybody else gets theirs and you lose all the money. Right. Right. And I think one of the most interesting things is most, if not all of the leagues in their announcements for 
this is how our plan is going to go for the season returning have all said, you know, one player or a cluster of players testing positive is not going to derail the whole operation. Yeah. So like, think about it. Like when it, when it came out that Rudy Gobert had that positive test, the entire NBA shut down like that. Mm -hmm. Like in a couple hours, the NBA season was done. That's not going to happen again. They're going to take them isolate, but I, I don't know. That's why like, for the NBA, like they're expanding rosters to have like a couple extra players that you can bring yeah, and have some. some. So, and then obviously we'll get into that with the MLB as well. But so I think that's a part of it somehow. Yeah. I, I don't know how necessarily that's going to work. And obviously that's why testing before starting is widely important because mm-hmm. you and testing every day or every other day or whatever it is, that's going to be really important. Because especially for, you know, for it's one thing. So like for baseball, right? Like you can make that work where you're like pretty much far enough away almost all of the time. Yeah. Basketball, not so much. Hockey, not so much. Soccer, not so much. Football, that's good is they wear so much gear. So maybe it'll be like a protective layer. Maybe they'll adjust things. So because I know one of the things about the um, football, they were trying to figure out a way to get some sort of like implement into the face mask. So yeah. it's like they're wearing a, a mask and shielding and doing all that kind of stuff. So maybe like within the hockey helmets, they'll figure out a way to do something like that. Or they'll just wear masks. Honestly, they might. I don't, it'll be hard to breathe though. I mean, yeah, but. Cause I know it's getting hotter out here when I'm wearing it. I'm like, <sighs> well, that, they're on, they're on ice. A little bit cooler. I mean, I know they're still sweating. <laughs> like yeah, I was going to say, they're not like out in the humidity. Like we are for us if we were in the stands, you'd be like, yeah, my nose is warm. Also, while we're on that topic, everyone wear your mask. So yeah, I mean, I I would just like to get more information. I would like the flyers were on a tear. The flyers could do it. Let's get the flyers back, baby. Do you see Oscar Lindbaum was out on the ice the other day? It was awesome. That makes my heart happy in so many ways. And I hope he continues to be doing well because that's that's amazing. Um, so yeah, hockey, no start date would like a start date, please. And thank you. Yeah. NHL. Um, MLB, this was the, what a, whew. an absolute mess. So they <laughs> couldn't agree on anything. The MLB just kept offering the same thing in different differently. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, but then finally, so the players will report July 1st for camp opening day will either be the 23rd or the 24th with a couple of national, national, uh games um 60 game season running through september 27th same 10 team playoff structure teams will play divisional opponents 10 times and the other 20 games against interleague opponents within the same geographical area the national league will use uh dh in extra innings a team will uh begin with a runner on second base trade deadline august 31st rosters will start at 30 players for the first two weeks then go down to 28 for the next two weeks, then go down to 26 for the remainder of the season. There will be a taxi squad that can have as many as 60 players available in major league games. There will be a COVID-19 injured list with no minimum or maximum length of time spent on it, while the standard IL stint will still be for 10 days, but a typical 60-day stint will instead be for 45 days. Players will be tested every other day. They will receive their... Full uh, prorated salary, but about 37% of their typical full season salary. No playoff bonuses. 
for the Phillies specifically, they had several people test positive for coronavirus and had to really? shut down their Clearwater facility. Like in the last week. Yeah, they had eight people. Happy news. The Fanatic will be allowed to be at their home game. <laughs> so maybe he'll give them a little pep in the step. You know what I mean? But I hope they put like stuffed animals in the seats like they've been doing in the Korean Baseball League. Yeah. I, it's so funny. It is funny. I don't even know what I would like or what would help or anything. But man, what a poop show the MLB has been, man. And that's my thing too is it's so frustrating because like it's so easy for people to look at this and be like, oh, the players, like you already make millions, just take a pay cut. And it just frustrates the heck out of me because I'm just like, can we just be a little empathetic and think about if you made millions of dollars, I guarantee you nine out of 10 of us, if we made a million dollars, would not take a million dollar cut. You know what I mean? I agree. I I know. I know. I can tell you right now. I love everybody. I love doing what I do. But if I made $30 million and you wanted to cut half of that and I only made $15 million so that you could make more money, I'd be like, hell no. So you didn't have to make less money. Yeah. That's the problem. Like That's the thing. For, it's for not, a little not losing amazing. money. They're just not making as much as they normally will. Right. For, for, some, for like little old us, it's very difficult to wrap your head around someone making all of these millions and not being satisfied with like a couple less millions. Like, it's hard to wrap your mind around. It definitely mm-hmm. is for someone who doesn't make millions. But when you think about it, at the end of the day, especially right now, I'm they're not essential workers. So they're assuming this risk and taking less money to assume the risk. And they're being asked to take even less money so people who don't have to assume the risk can still make the same amount. Of yeah, money. their d bag bosses who already suck all the time can make more money. It's so stupid to me, mm-hmm. and I I think it's very like the way that the owners are trying to portray portray it, and the league's trying to portray it. it's like, oh, this is a player's fault. They're the ones being difficult, and it's really like, yeah, they are being difficult, but neither side's giving. You know what I mean? And it's just frustrating. And obviously, I'm a little biased, and I side with the players, but man, like. It's just, I feel like nobody realizes how bad it is. And the players even tried to call out the owners and were like, hey, show everybody your pay stubs and like your financial risk you're taking. And they wouldn't do it because they know they're not actually losing money. Right. I mean, like, obviously, if, like they're not, they're not, they're not going to be able to make money from, yeah, concessions, seat sales and that kind of stuff. Parking. But like, how much money are you going to make from everybody sitting at home? watching tuning in exactly and that's where it makes up for it and the one thing that they do have which is stupid on their part is they took so long to do this so now they are going to be competing with people they're going to probably have to have all day games which still might be combated with the um nba because they're talking about doing like eight games a day so like now they have competition which hurts the owners and it was their fault that they didn't try to do this before yeah I mean, it, it was, it was stupid on so many different levels and, and yeah, there's no way around it. And it's so, I mean, the, I was reading some of those players tweets with my jaw on the floor, just how much they were coming out. And I think Trevor Bauer had one really interesting thread. And, um, I think it was Christian Yelich who quoted the tweet was like, if you want to know what's really going on, read this thread. And I did was like, yep. Yeah, there's Andrew a lot. Cutchins, LOL tweets made me laugh every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, something else went down. It's so much to it. And man, like, 
Manfred has not helped. He is the worst. I know. Worst. I know. But so it's just it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the players really seem like they do want to play now, and like everybody's like, just get us in there, and they're doing that whole movement. So, like, I'm excited for it to come back, and we'll see what other people say. But there's a lot in there. Like, even when I felt like I obviously knew most of the situation, I know what's going on. And when you were talking, I was still like, what, what, what? Like, trying to put it together in my head and just, like, grasp it all, because it's so much that gets thrown at you. Oh, yeah. And it's other, like, so many other little things that they're going to have to think of. Like, obviously, like, the no spitting thing and, like, they were uh Aaron Nola was interviewed the other night and like pitchers like can't lick their fingers and it's not so, it's like yeah. an unconscious thing they're gonna have to have like an extra I wonder if they will I didn't see this anywhere but like an extra ump out there or something that's literally just watching for those well, things because they're so unconscious you probably like if Aaron Nola were to like lick his fingers he wouldn't like real he wouldn't no, be like, and oh crap you know that's the thing that sucks so you're gonna tell JT Real Muto who's a catcher who's gonna be catching in 95 degree weather in the middle of the summer that he can't spit when like sweat gets in his mouth or something it's see some of it like it seems I don't like I don't know you know what I mean like how is that possible yeah it's gonna be I like I it's I don't know how you regulate that obviously like the Korean baseball organization's still been going strong and like they're doing fine and they have the same exact rules in place essentially so mm-hmm. it's it's been working hopefully it can continue it can work like that over here I hope um, my biggest fear with this, however, is that the Phillies have to play the Braves and the Nationals over and over and over again. And, and then all the how they played there. them last year, not well. Well, and then the Yankees the are close to them. So who else would be regional? The Indians, the Yankees. I guess Indians, Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah, I don't know how far they would go. Yeah, that that so that's that's Orioles would be in it. Pirates. Oh yeah, pirates. <laughs> cool. Indians, you are. Indians, Reds, Pirates, Yankees, Mets, and then obviously the Nationals, but then the Orioles, Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, those are the closest ones kind of around. One thing that does affect the Phillies is um Zach Wheeler. His pregnant wife is due on their return date. He's made it very clear he's not missing the birth of his child. Again. Yeah. Don't blame him even remotely. But he would have to like like he would have to like do it and then quarantine but it's also like do you want her to like push out a baby and be like all right babe exactly well i mean that does happen though i mean that happens in all of baseball who knows honestly yeah but you know but it happens in all of baseball when he's going to play healthy (laughs) like right it's like like bryce harper took like a couple days off but like at the end of the day he was still like in philly able to like see his baby whenever and like come to games and do that this is like a whole separate you're right. Um, Bryce Harper, they're already having their second kid. Cruz, like, not even one. No, what, was it August? Yeah. Are we one? What else are we going to do? <laughs> Literally, I guess, right? <laughs> Some people get puppies, other made babies. I chose puppy. <laughs> um, okay, and the last season, or the last sporting season, NFL. So, so far, they're planning on going on as scheduled for the season. No in-person team activities yet. Team facilities have reopened in some capacity uh, for coaches, players rehabbing injuries. The virtual off-season programs remained going on through June 12th. Um, so right now we're in this like middle two-week period when like that ended and before to kind of see where the rest of it goes. 
the plan as of now is that training camps will start as usual as long as the NFL can conceive and implement a health and safety protocol that minimizes chance of infection and ensures quick action to prevent spread. And then obviously agreement from the players, um, agreement from the government as well. So this is the interesting thing. Each team is allowed to determine their fan attendance. There's not going to be anything put in place that's like no fans. So every team based on where their state is can set that. So right now for the Eagles, they plan on separating fans. So about half capacity in the stadium. Basically what that means is for the example of season ticket holders is you get four games instead of all eight. So they like, you know, your group and then like the groups next to you won't be there. And then like the group after that. It's what game though? Because like if I'm getting like the Eagles playing the Cowboys and then the Eagles playing the Jets, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm sure they would. I'm sure they're going to take that into consideration, right? Like they're yeah. not going to give the same season ticket holders the four division games. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they'll true. probably give like two division games and two BS games, and like that'll just kind of be the way it is. Yeah. That would be like the best way I could think of to do it mm-hmm. because I think that'd be kind. Like I'd be pissed if like my dad's got his like okay these are the games I get for the season and it's like every game that's not a division game like it's the four not or like do you would you even be happy if you just got like Redskins I will be happy to be at a game if it's Redskins and Giants so be it well I guess oh wait so wait I'm not thinking of this right there are four teams total in the division the Eagles are one of them my math was off so it's gonna be oh yeah it's gonna be like two and one and even if it is just the Redskins I will be content I will wear my mask and go sit at the game and just what and I'll bring <laughs> Clorox wipes and I'll wipe my seat down before I get there and I will sit there and be happy and one, I will yell twice as loud. One thing I am confused about though for it is will there there be alcohol involved? Because it's one thing to be safe and like all that stuff when you're sober, but then when you start getting rowdy at a football game with alcohol involved, you're not gonna be thinking about wiping stuff down or wearing a mask or you know what I mean yeah I mean so it'll be it depends will they even allow tailgating I guess they figure like assuming your own risk um I also saw something earlier that they're talking about like blocking off like a certain number of rows of seats so you can't get a certain distance from the field like because you know like right when you get to the game like people like go towards the front like yeah whatever like that won't be a thing they're trying to put like sponsor logos and stuff on those seats and keep people back, which I think is fine. But like in terms of like concessions and stuff, I mean, for, for I mean, uh, this is different, obviously. But for example, we went to get um, cheesesteaks the other night. We went to Geno's. We were in South Philly and we just decided to go to Geno's. You know, usually they have the sweet peppers, hot peppers, ketchup and all that stuff. Out. That's like that's not a thing. Anymore. Yeah. They're not going to have that kind of stuff. But I don't I mean, there's so much more that goes into it than can we play the sport or not? And that's the thing is like, yeah, you can think you're covering everything, but there's going to be one thing people are forgetting. And it's interesting because at this point, you know, they're just like, yeah, the season's going to go on as planned. It's like, great. But Malcolm Jenkins, we talked about this before we came on, was on CNN this morning and basically was like, football's not essential. And so, you know, we don't need to do it. So until we feel safe, there's no need. And, you know, there hasn't been much conversation at this point because everyone's like, oh, by September, you know, hopefully, you know, we should be fine. But at the end of the day, like, who knows? Training camp's supposed to start in like a month. And it's interesting, too, because they confirmed that Hard Knocks is a thing. So they're going to film, have these crews in with the uh, Chargers and the Rams out in L.A. Right. And they're going to put even more people in with them and like film that. But then 
they aren't confident enough to have the Hall of Fame game. So they're canceling that and to open up the preseason in August. So it's like, why are some things still going on and why are some things not? It's just confusing, you know? It's just so, like, it's so unprecedented. It's just so crazy to even look at some of this stuff and think about some of this stuff. And and, and similarly, like, with these guys with families and things like that, like, how... They're going to have to put something in place as well, mm-hmm. um, which obviously they haven't even talked about that yet because we're not there yet, but they're going to have to if things don't get any better. But also what is interesting is, I mean, think about it like this. So say, you know, things go as planned and there's like half fans allowed, half not, whatever. Um, Sunday, October 18th is the NBA draft. That's like what? Week seven, eight of an NFL season. How nutty is that going to be trying to pay attention to the NBA draft in the middle of football Sunday. Also the NBA finals are going to be going on in the middle of football season. Along with the world series and the NHL Stanley cup finals. So that's the thing with all the things happening at once is it's so complex and like, yeah, it's cool, but then there's, we already have been talking about like what to do with the rules, but then there's parts that you don't think about. Like, so with the MLB, what do you do with all the minor leaguers? They're having that 60 people, 60 roster taxi squad, which covers 60 guys of what a 200 rostered actual organization. So it's just like interesting with that. And then it goes in with the NFL. Like, what are they going to do with all the training camp guys? Are they just not going to have, or not a training camp, um, like practice squad guys? Like, are they just not going to have a practice squad? So like, it's so complex and just so much stuff that you don't want to miss so much stuff that needs to get addressed. And so all this stuff, but then all at the same time, it's all the stuff that to be excited for. Cause like you said, you're going to have the NBA draft, the NBA finals, the world series, football, everything. Hockey hasn't released it, but whenever they have the NHL finals, that'll be awesome too. So like, it's just so much stuff. How awesome is it going to be when the Sixers are in the finals and the Phillies are in the World Series and the Flyers are in the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals and the Eagles are in the middle of like an eight, they're eight and oh, just cruising through. And that's going to be such a fun week in Philadelphia. It'll be awesome. <laughs> but we can't, probably won't be able to have a parade. So we'll have a Zoom parade. Can you imagine if they won all four and we wouldn't be able to have a parade for any? That is, that would be the most Philadelphia thing ever. Most Philadelphia thing of all time. God bless yeah. us all these parades that we're not allowed to have jeez i will say if everybody wears masks it could happen like the protests yeah i was there and i i trying to call me out on this on twitter i swear on everything i did not with my eyeballs see a single protester not wearing a mask there was not one not one and you know there were like ten thousand people in philadelphia that day and testing is more widespread and cases have not risen and that was I know. That's awesome. Good for Philly. So we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll go to some of the other questions that we have. There's a couple interesting ones that I'm not looking forward to answering. But you are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate 
in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to Babes on Broad for our third and final segment. And then we're just going to get into a couple questions. So what do we have, Jess? So we obviously talked about the winner of the NBA Finals question. The next question, the other NBA question is, this makes me so mad. Does Ben Simmons need to shoot in order for the Sixers to win a championship? Why do we get this question all the time? Look what it's doing in my eyeball. (laughs) Are you twitching? (laughs) Yeah. No, I do not think it's necessary that he shoots for them to win. I think if they actually, because we have the talented five and we have other guys. So like, I feel like if, they all played cohesively and came together. It's more than possible for them to win. I do think if he does shoot, then it obviously be a bad thing. Great. Yeah, it'll just make them better. But I don't think it's absolutely necessary. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not going to rant about it because I will never <laughs> stop. No, he doesn't need to shoot in order for them to win a championship. I don't think it's a bad thing if he does, obviously. But... <laughs> We can go on and on and on. I can list all of the things that he can do without it. And it speaks for itself. He's healthy, so he'll be able to you yeah. know, secure his defensive player of the year. Another question. Baseball. Are you excited to see Joe Girardi in his first year? And how do you think it will go, even though it's in a bridge season? I'm very excited. And I think it'll be cool, too, because even though we said that we do not think there should be an asterisk by this, it kind of, in a lot of people's mind does just because it's not a full season and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's the perfect time for people to be able to, or for people to see Joe Girardi, to be able to like have guys, if they pull up Boehm, if they pull up Spencer Howard and all these other people they're rumored about wanting, it's the perfect time. If you don't think you're going to have a chance, if it's not going well, yeah, pull them up and get extra time with Girardi. I think that'll be really cool to see. It'll also be interesting to see, especially compared to the last two years and how they played teams like the Nationals, Braves, Mets, and Marlins. I think it'll be really interesting to see because they're playing them yeah, 10 so times often. each. Or 10, yeah, yeah. Because they're doing that, it'll be really interesting to see what the difference is. And I agree. If there's a difference, and if it's a difference, you know, obviously like, Last year, there were some good ones. There were some bad ones. There were some close ones. But it'll be interesting to see where that balance is. It'll be interesting to see things like if Reese Hoskins can sustain the season this year and not kind of Mm -hmm. fall into that awful slump. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, injury-wise, if anything happens. Hopefully not. We've had some bad luck with that. Andrew McCutcheon's going to be healthy to start the season now, which obviously he wasn't going to be before. So that gives them that extra edge that they wouldn't have had before. So it'll be... I. I'm excited to see, and it's a good, you're right. Whether we want to admit it or not, there's going to be that little asterisk in some people's heads. 
And I think it's a good almost trial for yeah. Gerard to kind of see what what is needed with this Phillies team. Obviously, there are some things that we think we need. Bullpen, pitching, <laughs> all of it. Um, last question. And this is how we're going to go out. We recorded our last episode after the first round of the NFL draft. <laughs> In the second round of the NFL draft, oh geez, the Philadelphia Eagles selected Jalen Hurts. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts? I have nothing against Jalen himself. I think he's a great quarterback and seems like a good guy and everything. But I do not agree with the pick just because you can tell me over and over and over again that it's just for insurance and all this stuff. But then if it's just for insurance, that means your guy is going to sit on the bench. Your second round pick will hopefully never play and just sit on the bench. And that's where I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's still such good receivers on the board. So that's my thing is like, that's where we needed to target. We needed to help Carson. We didn't need to, it just shows that they're, instead of focusing on helping Carson, they're more concerned about what if he gets hurt again? Totally, totally agree. I'm not upset with the fact that Jalen Hurts is an Eagle. I don't have anything against Jalen Hurts. Exactly what you said. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great quarterback. He's someone that I've definitely rooted for, especially after what went down with Alabama. Rooted mm-hmm. for him to do well, rooted for him to be successful, and, you know, will continue to do that. However, same thoughts. Second round pick, you still have guys like Denzel Mims on the board. Jeremy Chin was still on the board. There were so many other guys there that you could have taken at that point that fill a direct need and a play now type environment. Now, given the pandemic situation, it's going to be hard for any rookie to be a plug and play. Yeah. But there are are other ones that uh, wouldn't be designated bench pieces. And, you know, what made me even more mad about it was just the fact that it, it seemed like, you know, Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, and Andy Whitehall were all saying different things and all giving different reasons to justify the draft pick. And it seemed like you couldn't really tell who was lying and who was actually telling the truth and who was just giving, you know, the politically correct media answer. And, you know, so you know, I think It'll be fine. Of all people that, you know, can deal with it as well as anybody else, Carson Wentz is at the top of that list. I don't think this changes anything for Carson. I don't think this changes the fact that Carson wants to be here or the fact that the Eagles have, you know, want Carson to be the quarterback of the future. I get the insurance thing, but at the end of the day, if that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be that you should have signed Kyle Kaepernick. Yeah. And not wasted a second round draft pick on Jalen Hurts. If you would have drafted Denzel Mims and traded up, Traded your third round pick and traded back into the second round in the in the latter part and take it down. Fine. Fine. No complaints. Absolutely no complaints. If you take another receiver there and you then, you know, throw away another draft pick to get up and get Jalen Hurt, there's we we are not having this conversation. Like I, this isn't a problem. Yeah. And I feel bad because like I think he's gotten a lot of backlash that he doesn't deserve. Like he didn't do anything. You yeah. know, and I think he's probably gotten bad mouth to a point where it's like okay like he doesn't deserve it he didn't do anything wrong is he could he be an asset absolutely but it's just like you know he could have been an asset as a starting quarterback for the jaguars or the tennessee titans could have paid derrick henry and not ryan Tannehill and could have drafted jalen hurt like 
there are other things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, I'm going to, like, if Carson Wentz gets hurt again, I know a lot of people that are convinced that they're going to try to trade him next year. Here's the thing. I look at these two, and I think Jalen Hurts can be a starting quarterback in this league, but if you tell me to look at either of these two and tell me who I think is going to win a Super Bowl in the next two to three years, I would take Carson Wentz hands oh, down 24-7 every Sunday. Yeah. So it's very frustrating to me. I'm not as angry about it as I was in April. Yeah, exactly. But, I'm mild now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, we'll see. Like, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be a chase on the hill. But it's like, hey, he's not going to be out there on kickoffs and punt returns. And you don't spend a second round draft pick on a Taysom Hill. Sheesh. And, you know, if he's a, a Taysom Hill, keep in mind, Taysom Hill was not their chosen starting quarterback when Drew Brees got hurt. It was Teddy Rickwater. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it, but I still think it was an absolute waste of a draft pick. I agree on the second part. Yeah. I would say my, my <laughs> opinion on that just, I mean, it won't change. And, you know, hopefully he does some crazy, ridiculous things. And Rob Motti interviewed Carson right after this for uh, his show Faith on the Field and asked him how his hands were and if he's used to catching touchdowns. He said he did catch one touchdown in college. But he does not want that responsibility all the time. <laughs> and I was like, fair. I don't fair. blame him. No. But that is our show for this week. Episode 32, I believe. So now as sports are starting to come back, hopefully we'll be able to get some more episodes out pretty regularly as we have more things to talk about and more interesting things going on in the sports world. Make sure to obviously subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation. Leave a five-star rating, written review. Check out our website, babesonbroadpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Check out our store. Try our recipes and send us pictures because that's always fun because that's what we've been able to do during quarantine. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So thanks again for listening. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. P-G-N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.